Hello, everybody. How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast, sponsored by Dark Fusion Systems, the most kick-ass computers for your creative mind. If you need an experience, ask Ryan Curry from Fit for a King about it. Oh, yeah. You can get $100 off your entire order using the code CPPOD at checkout at darkfusionsystems.com. Link description of the podcast. Thank you, guys. Now is time to jump into this episode with the Dolly Ross. Their brand new album, Night Owls, came out on October 13th. We talk a little bit about it, the song Irish Goodbye, specifically, one that I really like, and how this married couple created this whole entire band and took the most calculated risks possible to make their dreams come true. It's a great episode. You're not going to miss out on it. Let's have some fun. Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Court Progression Podcast. While scouring the internet and scouring the latest releases coming out for the month of October from Loudwire, I land on this band that was both on that list and in my email as well. With a rock pop style, with their brand new album, Night Owls, which came out on October 13th, I thought, hmm, this is interesting. Let's get to know more about the band. Let's look into it. And we have the band right here, this lovely couple right next to me on screen, and we're ready to talk all about whatever the heck comes up. So please welcome Kelly and Lewis from the band, the Dolly Rods of the podcast. So Kelly, thank you for having us. Welcome. (laughs) We are here. Yes, you are both here, and it is fantastic (laughs) to have you both. And I have had a number of married couples that have been in bands in the podcast before, but this is the first I've had one where it's like, you know, when it comes to basically the entire band, the entire creative force behind it, it's just you two. So that is something I really wasn't expecting, but I'm very curious about. So when it comes to the dynamic, especially working together in a band and being married at the same time, what is that dynamic like for everyone else that's in bands and also in relationships at the same time as well? Well, we were together before the band was a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've known her since like eighth grade. Yeah. So I, I mean, I was like 12. And so uh, we finally we ended up getting together at the end of high school. And we didn't I mean, I taught her how to play guitar when we were like 16, 16 or 17. 17. Um, but then we didn't do we didn't do music like we did. We never had plans to be in a band together. So the, the end of college, a friend was like, hey, let's start a band just for fun. Yeah. And so he was going to you know, he played guitar, that guy played bass, there was a drummer. And I was like, could I be in the band? Because I know how this usually turns out, you know, and they're like, we'd love to have a chick in the band. And so that's how I got into the band. Yeah, she was and just I just played guitar, guitar in the yeah. back and hid. And so eventually our uh, our bassist quit because he uh, he uh, couldn't like go to practice because he had a job working like the late shift at a porn shop. And so, like, and he loved that job. It, it was he just watched job. the History Channel all night. Yeah, like, he was just like the clerk at the front desk. But yeah. he, he was awesome. He was brilliant. We still play some of the songs we wrote together. Yeah. But anyway, he couldn't. He couldn't. Uh, he couldn't do it. And so she decided to switch over to bass. And then I had to start singing all. And the songs. And then she had to start singing all the songs. Yeah. So she kind of just like it's an accident. Stumbled her way into being the lead singer and bassist. <laughs> still stumbling. <laughs> still stumbling. Going from literally just like. Can I be in the band? Hell yeah. To just in the back, just kind of out of sight, just playing to now being up front, being the vocal lead behind everything, being, you know, that thing that especially when it comes to a lot of bands that we listen to, when it comes to the vocals, we connect with that so heavily with that style, with that sound and how everything meshes together because it's the human element behind it. So now that, you know, you're up front, you're the force behind it. It's you kind of go from just this, like, it's like a blooming flower that just took its time to get to the front of the stage. 
Yeah. I like to think of it yeah. that way. Yeah, That's yeah, nice. Yeah. Like a wildflower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. But, but she's, she's good at it. And uh, I don't think it was anything that she ever expected to do. Like, no. You know, but, uh, you know, it is it is what we do. It's like it's our it's our life's work, man. Yeah. So, we had plans to keep going to school. We we're going to go. I was going to go to grad school. He was going to med school. And we we're like, we're just going to take one year off and do the band. We'll move to California. Famous last and, words. <laughs> and then just, you know, things started happening. And we were like, well, let's do one more album. It's like, one more album. One more album. One more album. One more album. All of a sudden, we're on like, here we are. album eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Technically like 11. but Yeah. Technically like 11, but more like eight in terms of, if it depends on how you're counting at home. If you're counting, you know, just like the standard <laughs> way we're counting home. eight. But if we're counting just, you know, we want to be super fan about it. We got to count those extra three. So we got to go 11. Yeah, it is really like there's an acoustic album, there's a live album, there's like there's a Christmas, Christmas album. album. There's like I mean, there's, there's all, the B sides and rarities album. There's the yeah B sides album. Yeah. yeah, so I mean we put it doesn't out a count lot all the seven inches and crap either. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, it's a just, lot. Just a lot of music coming from you both, and <laughs> I, again, it's kind of cool to see that you know as as you kind of just got became grew up together, you got together, you were in a band together, and then moved out to California with still having plans and ideas to go and do something else, but then just letting life happen, enjoying what you were doing, enjoying the time you're spending together, enjoying being in this band and continuing on with it. It makes sense where, you know, you're pushing back. Maybe we'll do one more, do one more, because if you're enjoying it so much and it's still being fruitful for the both of you, why lose out on that? Why skip out on that to try and go yeah. after something that you thought you wanted before you experienced all this? Yeah, yeah. I think exactly. like sometimes we never really believed in the philosophy of like, oh, let's uh, let's go like establish, our, you know, our like world A life and go out and do whatever and then do the stuff that we really want to do after we retire. Yeah. Like I'm like, dude, never I want to happen. I want to be like napping when I'm older. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't need to I be like napping chasing my musical like ambition, you know? So we yeah. just, and, and plus we got each other. So it makes it easier. See, I can resonate with that, especially not the having somebody there that makes it easier, but just the side of you have these different ambitions instead of having to focus in on this idea of like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then when I have my free time and be able to retire, now I can go and do that because if you're, t I mean, especially the way that today's day and age is going, anyone yeah. that's, you know, in their twenties and thirties right now, once you get to that point of what we think is retirement, we're still probably gonna have to work another 10, 15 years. Yeah. Just to I get don't think that. any of us are retired. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And by the time it's all said and done and over, like I'm going to end up looking back at it and thinking, you know, if I wasn't doing stuff like this, having a podcast, talking to you right now, at my age of 28, I'd be like, I would regret it every step of the way. Now I have yeah. the time and the energy to do this. I have all the time to lead yeah. up to it. The last thing I want to do is look back at life and say, I played it too safe and then regret yeah. the things I didn't do. Yeah. yeah. 1, I 1, mean, percent. we are definitely calculated risk takers and we have just routinely done, like taken the option that's most scary that has the most benefit high risk high reward and but at the same time you know you put yourself in a position to not really have a choice you yeah. know it's like we say yes to things we're not prepared for and then you have to prepare yeah. and somehow usually by the seat of our pants we get through the situation and we learn and we grow and then the next time we can do something even harder and, yeah we, we and, we're, yes. and i'm always scared every time we do it <laughs> yeah. but but we still do it. <laughs> All right. So now you've piqued my curiosity a little bit. So like, what are some of the things that have happened in life where you take those calculated high risk, high reward situations and just went with them, you know, gung ho, 
Do we have a plan? No, we're going to make the plan as we go along. Like, what are some of the instances in life that have happened to you that just stick out in that moment where it's helped continue to grow you to where you are today, continue to grow your music and continue to grow your relationship at the same time? I mean, the first one was moving to Los Angeles. We had like $1,800. We had just gotten married. Yeah, no, And that I, was it. I think we had like 700 bucks. I mean, it was literally like us, our, our guitars yeah. and our pets. And we just, and we just drove we, to LA. We, moved, we drove to LA. We didn't know anyone. We knew like one friend one, from high one school. One guy from high school. He let us like crash on his floor for like a month in his studio yeah. apartment. And then we just like, we just hustled. And then, I mean, the second biggest risk Aside from performance stuff, because I think every performance is a risk and sometimes you get asked to play like a big show and that's a risk. But aside from those things, like the big decisions, um, after our first album, it came out on a Lookout subsidiary. It's called Panic Button and then Lookout folded. And so we didn't have a record label, but we had this amazing album pretty much written. And we decided to just max out our credit cards and go into debt, go into studio and record our album because I'm awesome on our own in the hopes that someone would want it and help us put it out. And then that summer we went to Warp Tour and I handed it to Joan Jett. And like a month later, Blackheart Records was like, hey, we really want to put this album out. And so that that was a big risk for us. Yeah. Uh, but, especially- you know, I mean, if you believe if you believe in what you're doing, I know it's kind of hokey to put it that way, but it, it's kind of like, again, we had no choice. It's yeah, like we had we, to make it. Work. We spent like 20 grand recording this record like of like our own money and then like credit cards and whatever and we, borrowed, you know, we had to get loans from our yeah, parents yeah, yeah. Pay back. it was like yeah my parents never gave us anything you know like, that one it was thing. like Wait, you're paying me back right yeah <laughs> and so um so you just kind of uh you you cannot fail at that point yeah because no option done you have to make sure it comes out in some in some way so you know so then, then we quit our jobs and we hit the road yeah and... without really having a fallback fallback plan you know it was just kind of like let's book our own tours and go out there and you know you make your 50 bucks tonight and sleep on you know the sound Sound guys guys floor floor. (laughs) (laughs) happen all the time and um and yeah that's another thing but we still have fans from that time that have come back to the shows again and again i mean i'm talking like starting 15 years ago 20 years ago so it's pretty cool that is something that's really cool. And it makes a lot of sense in terms of some of the other stories I've heard from other musicians, not only on the podcast, but just in general stories as well, where when you have an idea and you have something you're really behind, it's you're going to put yourself in a position where you're going to force yourself to have to succeed, force yourself to have to hustle. Reminds me of yeah. a story I was like with Travis Barker with getting every single, like tattooing his body up as much as possible because the way that Travis Barker looks, what what like corporate world environment or what corporate world <laughs> yeah. would yeah. ever take him seriously? The only yeah. place that's really going to take him seriously are two places. One, the tattoo world and music. <laughs> and he's all into music and look at where he's at right now. I have yeah. other friends yeah. that have done the same, something similar that you did where they just showed up at like the last warp tour, they just showed up and started playing. Like they just went on one of the stages and started playing. Yeah. And in the end of it, they end up getting invited on the tour after a week because they, they, they're just drawing a crowd and they liked it so much. But the fact yeah. that you ever had like this brand new album, you put so much time and effort into it, your label folded, you don't know what to do with it and you're going to make sure it works and you have a chance to, you literally handed this thing to Joan Jett. And I was terrified. It was like I was standing there shaking and she came down off the stage 
And it was like my feet started walking and my brain is saying, stop, 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 stop. But my feet are going. And all of a sudden I'm like right in front of her. And I was like, hey, I'm Kelly. I'm in this band, the Dolly Rots. And I, we just, and she's like, I love your band. I, I keep watching you guys when I ride my bike around. She's like, I've been watching you all summer. I love your band. I was like, oh my God. And I'm like, be cool, be cool, be cool. I was like, well, we recorded this album, um, but you know, our, our label is gone and we didn't know if Blackheart might want to put it out. She's like, yeah, I'll take a listen, you know, for sure. And I was like, she's never going to listen, but that was cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know it's just going to end up in a pile in the bus and that's okay. But like, I know that she liked me and I was happy with that. Was like, that was a great moment in my life. And, but then, you know, something bloomed out of it. So. Well, it's that aspect too. It's there are plenty of times where, you know, you think, oh, this person, even if I give them and they have a conversation, I give them this album, I give them this song, I tell them to listen to it, they're never going to listen to it. It's, you know, the answer is going to be no if you never try, if you never even ask them about yeah. it. But What's the worst you, thing that's going to happen? Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the best thing that can happen is they give you a yes. The second best thing that can happen is give you a no. Why is that second best thing that can happen? Because now you have an answer. You know for sure. You're not waiting yeah. in limbo for the possibility. But still, the fact that Joan Joe was riding her bike around, seeing your band all summer, it, it still clicked in her brain. It's like, you know, I've heard these so the sound before. I've, I, there's something I like about this. So when she was able to go back and actually look, it's like, now there's like this intrinsic want to listen to that album because you had yourself that connection point. You had yourself this interesting way to connect with her where, oh, shoot, here we go. Here's the album. Take a listen. See what happens. Yeah. And a month later, yeah. you got yeah, it. But that was it. It wasn't like a calculation uh, like that though you know what I mean like it's like we we were playing without the concept that she was watching you know <laughs> Thank we were just doing we were just pushing forward you know and sometimes when you just when you push forward and you are prepared you know in that way you're 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 conjuring stuff that you're not even you can't look into the future right you're just you're conjuring it as you're doing it and then eventually something comes along and you're at the right place at the right time and, and then and then people say that you're lucky or something. It's like, no, <laughs> like so it just it just works out that way sometimes when you when you when you when you bust have to ass. struggle and bust your ass a little. Yes, it's 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 kind of like marketing at its finest, like social media marketing really before social media was a gigantic thing as it is today. But it's still yeah. it's 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 a for what you guys did, it's calculated, but it's not at the same time. It's calculated where you were continuing to get out there get your music everywhere as you could get people to listen to it and then go up and talk people about it and try and get them to listen to it as well to connect with them in that way. That's a calculated move because now you're hitting on everyone and you have the potential to hit on somebody and connect with someone as big as Joan Jett. It's not a calculated move where you're specifically looking for that person, yeah. looking for someone of that influence. It just sort of happened, but it wouldn't have happened if you weren't doing it and casting that wide of a net with as big of an audience as you possibly could at that time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you always have to be ready to like to go, you know, and always building, always building, always moving forward. Like, I mean, that's just our thing. Like, we call ourselves rock and roll sharks because we got to keep moving, you yeah. know, never shark, sleep. shark stops moving and <laughs> <it> dies. <laughs> so that's always been our philosophy with like with everything, with touring, with writing, with putting records out. It's like you just got to keep moving. I have the same idea too, especially with the podcast where I go to concerts and shows all the time and people ask me what I do and I tell them this is what I do. And then they say, oh, it'd be cool if we could check it out. And if I got to pull this out because it's literally on my phone, I'm like, hey, you know, go check it out. Oh yeah, where can we go look it up? I'll just show them this. And I'm like, scan the QR code. There you and go. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it takes idea, them to actually. everything they need. And it's just like, oh shoot, it's it's easy for, it's like, okay, now I can continue to move. And then when it comes to that point where 
Now we're having that connection point. Now we're having that conversation. Hey, I'll check you out. I know that 99% of the time, if I don't pull it out right then and there, you're not going to go and check it out because you're going to forget about it. There's other things in life. But all of a sudden, the simple thing of just pulling my phone and say, scan, just scan this. You should just get a tattoo. Just like, (gasps) get like (laughs) like a Superman tattoo. You see like a little tattoo. (laughs) Just a QR code tattoo. That would be my first tattoo though. Oh my god! I wonder if that works. So sure, it would work. We can even get like temporary QR code tattoos. Right? Look at this idea. Wow, dude! We're okay, the temporary the QR cat tattoo tattoo codes would definitely be something. I think would be more yeah. my alley. We'll have them at the merch table. We don't have any tattoos. We don't have. Yeah, we don't have any. That we makes three about, of us then. <laughs> yeah, we were about to start, and then we got asked to do this tour with Buzzcocks. And the first day we were like, God, we really want to know why they picked us. But we were like, oh, we don't want to know. Because what if it was just like the booking agent picked us or something, you know? And then, of course, that night I I just started talking. We were in their dressing room. We had too much champagne. We had a little too much champagne (laughs) with them. And and I was like, why did you pick us? And Pete Shelley was like, oh, it's because you've got all the pop sensibilities, but you're not all tatted up. And I was like, oh, my God, our no tattoos got us on tour with Buzzcocks. Yeah, it and, worked out. Yeah. So then we just kind of stuck with Again, it. Again, unintentional. <laughs> yeah. Unintentional, but putting yourself in the position to have something like that happen. That is the key. And I do like the idea of like, you know, you have the QR code tattooed like Superman. So you just rip it open and be like, scan this. But. But what happens when all of a sudden that, that code expires or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. Are you do? yeah. Or if I have or like the my... phones move to a different Laser kind remove. of thing. Yeah. 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 Or if we'll like I have it, it tattooed on my chest, all of a sudden what happens if the chest hair starts to cover it up and now it, like the QR code <laughs> reads differently and now it goes to a competing podcast or it goes <laughs> oh, yeah, to yeah. like, or, or all of a sudden you scan it and your phone starts ringing and someone's reaching out to you about your car's extended warranty. I mean, I don't need that <laughs> happening. No, no, you don't think of the drawbacks, man. <laughs> you don't think of the the risks. You don't think of the uh, the twenty billion permutations with a tattoo. I do. Uh, with that, the universe will like find ways to 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 dissuade you from like accomplishing your goal. You just think of the goal. See you know what, what I mean? With, with a real tattoo, not necessarily, but with one a temporary tattoo, I can just put on here and just have it there for the day. Absolutely, now that makes sense. I'm telling you, we're going to have them. I think we're going to do this. (laughs) Well, because, yeah, because it's kind of something cool. Or all of a sudden, what happens if you scan it and then all of a sudden you go right to your latest music video? You go right to, uh, you know, this uh, like a song on Spotify. But literally when it hits, it's not like, you know, it hits and they self-depress play like something that automatically gets it going for them. So you can already start it going. Heck, I What if it's a secret song? What if it's something that no one else has? See, so I'll say that something <laughs> like that just happened to me today. I was I, I was at work just working and all of a sudden I got something in the mail. It was from a band that I interviewed three years ago and it was stickers and they were like head stickers and the back was the QR code. It was like scan this for like to pre-save it and get a free gift. I'm just like, well, now oh, I want to wow. scan this thing and see what happens from a band yeah. that I haven't talked to in over three years. Like, yeah, you gotta be kidding me. I'm, I'm in like I am interested. Now. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. Intrigue, man. Mystery. There's not enough mystery in the world, right? <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of mystery in the world, but there's not enough good mystery in the world. <laughs> there well, you yeah, go. There you sense. go. I just mean in terms of the way that people put themselves out there, you know, I feel like oversharing is definitely like a thing. Um, and we don't mind oversharing to an extent, but yeah, there are some things that are, it's kind of cool when like rock and roll's mysterious, like to some 
extent, right? Back in our day. Back in my day, I didn't know about the band's uh, personal lives at all. At I all. just like, I just would listen, you know? Yeah. And in fact, sometimes when you when you find out about a band's personal life, you like them less. Yeah, you kind of wish you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, there's but, there's a, yeah. there's some bands that I have. They're like, there's like, I found out about your personal life. I'm like, it's just not as connected as I once was. But then there's some where I find out their personal lives. Like a uh, good example is uh, Tom from the band Patient 67. I found out how much like he, him and his cat are a thing. Like he always <laughs> has cool. a cat and everything. They had a t-shirt that says cats in metal. And then like a death metal t-shirt with just his <laughs> cat rad. on it. That's and I'm like, cute. okay, now I'm into this too. But I'm, it's when it comes to the mystery, it's that positive intrigue that's there. And how are you going to create that intrigue? Because if you just do the same thing where it's like, oh, it's a teaser video for a brand new so- brand new song. Okay, everyone does that. So what yeah. else there? But if there's something rack- wacky and random where all of a sudden it's I'm driving, I'm stopped at a red light and over a billboard, it has your logo on it and just a big giant QR code. It says, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like scan this for a good time. I'm looking at that thinking. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. That is really wacky, but um, let's go. <laughs> oh, this yeah. is a good time. <laughs> yeah, and it's, then it's, it's just I our like, chickens running around. Yeah, it's just a video of chickens in the yard. It's that's, like it's like your brand new song, but just a video of your chickens running around. I, yeah. Honestly, I would watch that the whole entire. That's way actually a spend. really good Not idea. A bad plan. Why don't we just do that for a music video? It would be just as good as a high production value, whatever. Like. <laughs> You ever do that? You ever like uh, make like a high production value thing and then you do like something that's super like, like, like homemade and just cheap. And the one that's super cheap and homemade is the one everyone loves. <laughs> and the one you put a lot of effort into, it's like, eh, it's like all oh, right. Well, that was good, but man. <laughs> I'll say I, I try and put as much effort as I can to things, but I know exactly what you're talking about because it was the first live podcast episode I ever did because I had 10 minutes to prepare for it and I couldn't bring yeah. any of my stuff with me. So my friend recorded it on her phone while I was yeah. in the basement of Beat Kitchen in Chicago oh, talking yeah, okay. with the band Voice of, Voice of Bachaprat, and it was like an eight-minute long video. Not that long, but then when I listen to it back, I'm like, the video looks good, but the audio is just, oof, like it's 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 a lot of echo behind it, and I spent yeah. like six hours just captioning an eight minute video, making sure I got oh, wow. no. right, put it out online. I'm like, I just hope this does well. It had twenty thousand views in eighteen hours. I was like, yeah, yeah, that that. Yeah. You never know, man. You yeah. never know. I mean, it's just whatever that is. Like a lot of times, like when it's super honest like that, people really love honesty. Yeah. And people can see things that aren't honest. So it's like it's one of these things. It's like, yeah, we try we try to be honest with what we put out there for sure. It's important. Well, I think that's one thing that's definitely helped out both of you and the band overall as well. Because when you think about the Internet, it's, you know, we're going to get three different pieces. We're going to get just that kind of like raw but honest or we're going to get stuff that's very high production that looks crisp, looks clean. Or we're going to get a lot of random content there that just is overly done or fake or just trying to like the the purpose behind it is just trying to grab likes comments followers like all the tiktok videos that are just like and you won't believe what happened or what we, we found out amazing <laughs> subscribe for part two it's like no i don't uh, want part any two thing part three i actually sat through to a part three yesterday and i was like i can't believe i just did that i was so upset with you myself wasted i wasted like time and brain cells. yeah that dude and it was so stupid but yeah, I, i've but, never really tried that before and but now if, never but now if i that. see now if i see a big giant billboard for the diorats with a big giant qr code a that good says time. scan for a good time and i get a music video of your of a brand new song from you and the whole entire music video is just the two you and your family just playing with the chickens in the yard like 
I'm kind of into that and just see what the hell the chickens are going to do. Just are they going to jump on top of the kids? Are they going to jump on top of each other? Are they just going to run around like a, like a madman just going crazy? Are you gonna one's gonna, is one gonna try and fly? Is one gonna try and attack a neighbor? You know, like I'm kind of maybe all those things happen. Yeah, dude, the rooster will run after you, try and get you. Like, yeah. but when we say we're gonna do something, usually we end up doing it. <laughs> so like a good yeah, this is like we're we're just ha- we're having a brainstorming session, <laughs> creative yeah. brainstorming. I like your ideas. Yeah, you have good ideas. <laughs> See, I, I love this kind of stuff too because we get to know more about you guys. We get to know more about the concept behind your music, how you think, the way you process, and then we come up with some wacky, crazy ideas, and then we'll see if they get put into place. We see if they don't. I really don't care. I just love to see if this stuff's going to happen because you never know where some of these ideas might just absolutely take off. Because if you're taking, I mean, like you said, you're taking some of these absolute calculated risks that are high risk, high reward. And it, it, through that, you've gotten to this point where you are in life and are continuing to grow as a band, as people, as a couple, as a family, all the way through this. So why not keep going in on that and keep doubling down on that because it's worked out so well for you so far? Yeah, yeah. You got you got nothing to lose, really. I mean, in, in terms of like creative ideas. Uh, in terms of like life choices, then then sure, maybe you got maybe maybe it's like a risk. But I feel like doing stuff that scares you or putting stuff out there that maybe is like a little bit embarrassing, like it usually ends. You up... mean when I'm like, no, don't post that picture of me on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> or like what well, uh, you know, like creatively, it's like um some of some of the songs that I feel like resonate the most with people. Uh, when we initially wrote them, we felt like a little bit like. I don't know. It's not so good. It's a little embarrassing or whatever, but I think people, people uh, like it, you know, self-censorship is oftentimes a bad thing. Thinking too much, thinking too much into it. Overthinking. It really does take a lot. And I had a friend that said that when she kind of started really coming to her own and really starting to get out there and just grow as a person, grow with what she was doing with her own thing. It was just going, if there was something that made her feel uncomfortable in terms of, I'm not sure if I really want to do this. If I have an option to do the comfortable thing or the uncomfortable thing, what's she going to do? She decided to always take the uncomfortable thing. She basically went yes man with Jim Carrey, but just went like, okay, I'm not as comfortable doing this versus this, but this still has more upside. I'm going to try this uncomfortable thing. And ever since I've known her and she's had that mindset, just the things that she's been able to do, the way she's been able to continue to grow has just been going and going further and further and continuing on even to this day and beyond. So it's something that even I look at myself, I'm like, even with some of these bands I get to try and interview, I'm like, you know what? It's a kind of a risk and it's kind of uncomfortable to try and reach out to some of these or ask some of these questions. But if I don't do it, then... Then I'm just going to yeah. be, you know, in the same spot I always am. Well, it's like, you also find be that bored. Of... Yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's a there's like I like I hate feeling bored. So I'd rather be scared than bored. You know, there's yeah. that. And it's not to say that, like, you know, I mean, if you take a risk, if you do something, you're, you know, just, you just go for it. Um, I'm not saying uh, that you shouldn't be thoughtful or you shouldn't be informed or, or you prepared. shouldn't be a smart person or you shouldn't be like rehearsed or you shouldn't be whatever. I'm just saying, like, if you have all that stuff happening anyway then usually your first instinct is going to be good and you should just go with it, even if it's kind of scary, right? Yeah, yeah it's, I kind of like you said, like informed and also kind of put in a way, centered in a way where you mm-hmm. know where you stand, you know where you're at and it's, can I can I take this risk? Well, I'm not really sure. Do you understand the problems that could come out there if it doesn't go right? Do you understand the positive that could happen if it goes right? What do you want to go with now? Now you have this broader idea of in that second what you can decide and if you have a good feeling about it, you know, maybe because you're grounded in that you're centered in that you have a feeling that you're going to go good. Why not just go with it and see what happens? Because yeah. more than likely, if that's the case, 
it's going to turn out pretty good for you. Yeah, that's like that's the concept of the gut thing, you know? Yeah, like, I feel like oftentimes feel. you surprise yourself when you reach. And, and that's a good thing. Without discomfort, I don't think we grow very much. Yeah, that's yeah, because without percent true without this, if it's just comfortable without that discomfort, where's the incentive to to grow? Where's the incentive to change? Where's the incentive you just kind of hang, else? you know, which is also OK, but but sometimes you want more. <laughs> It depends on what you want in life, honestly, and the mindset you have. And I think between the three of us, all three of us are just like, we want more. We want to do something we want to go after. We're just going to go after it and get it and see what happens. And, oh, this might not work out. Okay. We're still doing it, though. Yeah. 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 I get, you know, sometimes like, uh, especially like younger bands, you know, they'll ask me like, hey, so what what do you think, Um, you know, when they're just starting out, it's like, what's your advice for whatever? I'm like, uh, go book your own tours and play as many shows as you can and sleep on some floors and lose some money and just struggle a little bit. And regardless at the end, you'll come out of it, like gaining fans, getting better, being around music, being around the music culture, like yeah. becoming more engrossed with music. And it's just like, that's, that's the best. Right. But it, in practice, it's difficult. Like Very. creative pursuits are always difficult. And you're always going to face like people telling you you suck. You're going to face like uh, no's from things that you want. But either way, like you're you're learning from it. You're getting better and you're honing your craft. And and in the end, like it's all about meeting people, meeting as many people as possible and just learning how to be a good person. And um, hopefully they like your music <laughs> too. make the know? world a better place, make the world a better place. <laughs> See, I, I like that. I'll say, yeah, the more you know. But I like the <laughs> advice that you're bringing up as well, especially for younger bands that are potentially going through something like this. Because if if you don't go, every band's going to have those struggle points. Every band's going to have to do something like that. And if you go through that, you learn stuff about yourself. You learn what's going to work for your band, what's not going to work for your band. You're going to learn if the band members you have are going to work, if it's not going to work, what you actually want your goals and ambitions to be. And if it means playing a lot of shows, booking your own tours, taking that loss early on to try and make something happen. If you think that that's worth it, go for it. Because again, life is going to be a lot better by you trying it and knowing that either it worked or it didn't work than sitting in a nursing home later on in life, always wondering what could have happened. That that feeling of yeah. regret is going to absolutely destroy you every step of the way. And yeah. even yeah. though I'm, even though I'm on the younger side, I still will never forget when my uh, grandfather was sick in the hospital, in the VA, there was one, I think it was like 12 years old. I was just talking to a bunch of the different veterans there. And a lot of them were talking about the things they wish they did in life and just seeing oh, the yeah. pain in their eyes. It was like, you could tell, yeah. I'm like, you could tell right then there. I'm like, this is something where maybe they played it a different way than they wanted to. Maybe they played it too safe played it so that yeah. they appeased whatever their parents wanted, whatever society wanted at the time. And it's just yeah. later on in life, it just didn't, didn't resonate with them. And I just yeah. never wanted to let that happen to myself. So it yeah. stuck with me. That's and really, great. really, if you talk to a lot of like bands or, or artists of any kind, actors, people that have found success and you ask about those early days and like the journey and the struggle, those are always the fondest memories and the the biggest time of growth and just it's it's when you have the opportunity to to really change your life and the person that you're going to become and i don't think anyone ever regrets it no no I, i've Even never heard anyone the time, say they regret like, it how do you how it's how, like, how you can we get through the rest of this week you get yourselves through this you know and it's like uh because i have a passion for doing something that uh maybe isn't comfortable i don't know 
Like yeah. maybe maybe it's like self. Maybe it's just maybe like just masochist. it's just a form of self harm. <laughs> <laughs> you gravitate towards. I don't know what it is, man. But you know, it's yeah. whatever that ideal is. Whatever your ideal I mean, is. I still get the worst stage fright oh, every yeah. single night. I'm so sick. I I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> My tell is I start coughing. Yeah, he starts like, coughing like and almost hacking. pukes like every night. Yeah, people that like just I shake. People that are new to our tour, like if we have like a new crew person or whatever, they're like, is Lewis? The very first night they get there, like, why does he sound like he's gonna puke? And it's like, like oh, it's normal. Ass every day. But it's it's still it's like it's still something you struggle with. Like if if that's your thing, everyone has their struggles or whatever. But if you have a goal, then it just becomes like it just let it roll off. Yeah. You know, and of course, once we start playing, it all goes away. And then you remember why you do it to yourself. <laughs> and then it's addictive. And then and then the next day <laughs> you're, you you're sick all tour. over again. And then, yeah, and then book another tour. Yeah. The, the goal supersedes the struggles of bread sandwiches and water every single meal. But because yeah. again, it's, it's, it's you're focused on what you want. You're focused on your patch, focused on the end game of it all. And that's really what stands out. And I mean, it's kind of where you are today, where, of course, now you got Night Owls out, brand new album. And people are really starting to get a, they're a hold of it, get a grasp of it. So now with it out completely, because I do want to talk about the music at some point. What has been the reception you've been seeing off of the release of the new album? It's been incredible, dude. Uh, I don't know. We we traditionally put out a record every couple of years, you know, because you just kind of you, you kind of want to make something new. And then, um, you know, the world shut down for a couple of years. So that set this one back. It's been four years since our last record. That's a long time for us. The longest. And um, and we're used to getting generally good reviews, you know, because I yeah. feel like we put out like you know solid, uh, melodic, catchy music that. It's music that we like. So, you know, I mean, people generally are pretty cool about it. But this one, for whatever reason, it's like, you know, the words that are being used are like high praise more than normal. And I don't know if something changed with like the songwriting or the production. I can't point at it because we're in the bubble. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's like one review is like astounding musical perfection. I was like, like dude, I've never even like put those three <laughs> words together, like to describe anything, you know, and yeah. So we're, we just feel really lucky that whatever happened, whatever came out, um, ended up being something that we know our fans like it. Yeah. But the fact that they're all, all you know, it seems to be reaching more people. It's with always the goal. Out. Yeah. So, yeah, we feel really because, dude, we've recorded this album in five days, you know, in January. So it was like we had all the pieces. Right. We had come up with all these half baked songs, like whatever. But we ended up putting it all together and cutting it in literally five days up in Minnesota. And so, yeah, it was like it was a whirlwind. I, I, like I didn't even I didn't even remember what it sounded like. Yeah, it's like, kind of an out of body. We don't album. even know the words to half the songs because they were all <laughs> written like at the last minute. <laughs> we so, did an interview earlier today, and I was like, "So in the vow in that bridge part," and I was like, "Oh God!" And I almost like I was like, <laughs> oh, "I should Google it." And I was like, "Oh no, it just came out. I can't look up the lyrics because I don't know if they're on the internet yet." <laughs> we didn't even know. The and lyrics. so I was like, "Oh God!" Like I don't even remember some of it, you know. But, yeah. It's crazy. So when I was when I was going through it, I was looking for the lyrics too, just to make sure, like when it came to getting understanding the meaning of the songs, I'd make sure I'd got a much clear image instead of just yeah. you know something crazy that just popped into my head. And I this was maybe this was yesterday, and I couldn't find them. I was like, oh boy, this yeah. is gonna be interesting. <laughs> They'll be up on the lyric sites soon enough with like all the wrong words and weird yeah, places. Those, those are my favorites. Yeah, I think they're they're up on um, Bandcamp, right? I think they're up on Bandcamp. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. They'll. If so, not, you should do that eventually tonight. Somebody will put them up. You know, you start seeing it come because we, we have like, you know, you have your Google alert for Dolly Rots, right? And uh, so yeah. we get, so I, I'm starting to see it like happen. It's like, 
you know, people start posting their tab or the lyrics or whatever. And most of the time it's like a little wrong, but I kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but it's cool. It's cool to see it start to filter out mm-hmm. there because um, you never know, you know, your chord, uh, it gets mixed, it gets mastered, and then you just have no idea like if, yeah. if it's going to resonate. So I feel like we're in a pretty good spot with it. I do have a theory on why people are might be saying that, you know, astounding musical perfection. But before I give that theory, I have to ask this five days. This took just five days. It took. Yeah. Well, How? that doesn't include How? mixing or mastery. What happened yeah. was we had 50 half baked ideas like <laughs> verse, chorus, a chorus by itself, a bridge or whatever. Yeah. And uh, we just couldn't finish a song for like two years, you know? So uh, in November of last year, we were talking to our producer, John, John Fields. And we were like, all right, we got to make this new album. When do you have time for us to come up there? And he's like, I have one week in January. We were like, all right, cool. That gives us four, four weeks. <laughs> oh, wait, something happened to our sound. Oh, wait, are we good? Can you I mean, I can still hear you. It's just a little bit rougher. Wait. <laughs> a second Hold there okay. okay all right can you hear us yeah we're back man those dang airpods my airpods over. try to take over my my devices at all times um but john said he had one week in january and so we had from like november to that first week in january to be ready yeah so um we ended up I mean, we demo everything at home right mm-hmm. so it's like here gu- guitar bass vocals whatever and then i i, I kind of just program drums we do the real drums like later on um so had a bunch of like stems had a bunch of concepts and we literally we went through and we just started cut pasting like parts of songs together to try to put together cohesive things and so this record was just like all of those like <laughs> like pieces Bits fit together like a jigsaw puzzle (laughs) but then we're like we're writing lyrics on the airplane on the way there we're we're writing lyrics while we're recording yeah i'd be recording the first verse of a song and he'd be like scribbling ideas for the second verse and then the first time i even read them is like when i sang them on the record it's like literally that was happening and and the thing is like when you know like this is our seventh album with john right Mm -hmm. so when you know somebody that well like a creative partner like as a producer he knows our tendencies and he's yeah. fast. He's fast anyway, but we he, don't even have to speak. It's just like no. grunt and points. Just, and... Yeah. It's like when, you know, a guitar thing has to be done and he just like points at it. I go get it, bust it out. All right. Next part. Okay. Oh, she's got to write something. Oh, it's time for her to sing. She she's already on her way to the booth to sing yeah. before we even have to say it. So we just like, it really was five days. And then we flew home and we were like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> and it's and a blizzard. Like, yeah. In a blow oh, dear God. Yeah. I'm like, I might have labeled this episode how to make an album in five days. I mean, of course, it took a lot longer <laughs> than that with all your half baked ideas. Preparation. Yeah. The yeah, preparation. Yeah. The preparation took a lot longer, but when it came to recording again, five days is just absolutely ridiculous, especially when it comes to the fact that you're writing lyrics on the fly, literally both on the fly while you're flying on the fly while you're recording this. It's <laughs> yeah. that is, that yeah. isn't that is intense. And that's something I don't think I've really ever heard of someone or any band really doing that maybe of course you know rewriting stuff but just full-on writing those lyrics at that time for yeah. almost every song like that is something that is brand new yeah. to me yeah. my brain my brain kind of struggled we, we after parts. that week it needed like a break i mean i just had a notepad going and then you know the laptop had all these like i just was 
it was yeah we were like sharing notes and texting lyrics we knew we only had that time because we had to fly fly home on day six and we had no other opportunity because it was like ah we had to get back home uh you know the kids had stuff that they had to do whatever we had had real yeah, yeah we had a tour coming up and so you know you you do it and you don't know but you also don't have the opportunity to revise it. You know, it's like whatever's coming out is going to be the final thing. You don't have time to second guess. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of validity in like first ideas and first takes because it's like that first inspiration. You know, there've been times in the past where we go back, we'll, we'll like rewrite a song or we'll like change things or whatever. And I feel like Sometimes the more you change it or the more you try to refine it, the worse and worse it gets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you edit all the fun out of it. Yeah. You edit all the spontaneity and all the, uh, you know, that that spark, whatever that spark is. See, I, I can kind of understand that in a bit where like my favorite band of all time, my most favorite, my favorite song by them, they were going to plan on cutting it from the record because they changed something up like towards the end of it where the, the singers did not end up like connecting with it anymore at all with what he had written. And yeah. they end up recording it anyway. They're like, Oh, we'll put it on the record. It was like the second single off that album. And now it's a song where if they don't play that song in, in concert, everyone is just like, pissed. what are yeah. you guys doing? Even they played, uh, they played three nights in a row in Chicago and they did different sets every single night, but they ended with that song every single night. And it's yeah. just like, yeah. yep. Yeah. No That's one was mad Everyone yeah. was having a blast. It, but when it came to again absolute music, like musical perfection, when it came to this album, but that reviewer said, my theory behind it is this: when I was listening through it, it's again it has a it has a very upbeat kind of style to it, especially with what you both are working on here. But when it came to just the sounds of it, there were certain little instances of like other bands that I was picking up on in terms of inspiration, in terms of sound, like Green Day, Simple Plan, uh, even the the song I Believe in a Thing Called Love. Oh, no, I even picked yeah, up on yeah. something from Fly. That. I even picked up something from Fly by Night by Rush. Even and oh my god, some '90s inspirations, and I picked yeah. up on this. But it wasn't like it was technically in, like forced to be in there. It sounded like the ideas, the concept, and the emotions that were really wrapped around when we were listening to those songs. We were listening to those bands and were put into these songs. It was just the emotion was there and the connectivity was there, but it was all within your own style. So as it flowed, not only were we connecting positively with a lot of these past memories and these past emotions from all these other bands and songs that we have heard, but it was in something that was completely brand new and fresh and just had, like when we say it took inspiration from, you just took inspiration from the emotion that was created off of that. It wasn't taking inspiration from the these exact patterns and these exact sounds. It was just from the pure emotion and how it played into all this positivity that you feel, especially when you listen through this album. That's really where I think it came in and why people said, you know, absolute music perfection because you hit on that emotional tendency so well. Wow. That's awesome. Dude, thank you. For, I love that idea. Picking up on, you know, sometimes you, uh, we're fans of music, you know, yeah. like, honestly, like we, we wouldn't do this if we weren't fans of music because we understand that. I mean, punk rock changed my life, you know, I mean, really. yeah. Um, but like the, the, sometimes you throw in little Easter eggs because you, you, it's like, you can't help it. You know, there are only a certain number of like rock and roll ideas mm-hmm. that are out there in the world. And of course you got to filter it through yourself, but I'm so happy that you picked up on, you know, the fact that it, it is kind of like a distillation of there's what, familiarity what you love about music because right? of what we like. And then sometimes, you know, you come up with something and you think to yourself, your first thought is like, man, are we kind of ripping that off? 
right? I mean, you have to yeah. acknowledge to yourself. Like, I you, initially you think it's your idea, and then you take a step back. Or and like you, realize, you show me something in my head, I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of like this. And then I say something, and then yeah, it. like you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't do it on purpose, right? You just kind of. Yeah. But you have to not be afraid to do that sometimes because it's okay to wear your like influences on your sleeve. You rock know? and roll has like, been like that from the start. Yeah, rock and roll's always been about unabashedly like you're not stealing but you're perpetuating that feeling like i I think that's okay like it's all right to do that like it's it's cool you shouldn't be ashamed of it like people come up to me at shows sometimes and they're like where'd you get that idea and i'm like i realized later on (laughs) that's a rancid song or like whatever it is you know um but but yeah you just have to if you if you love music it should it should give you that feeling yeah yeah, well, because when when bands and artists wear their influences on their sleeves, especially through rock or metal, it's when they wear those influences on their sleeves and they don't directly take like you know cop like copy something, but they take those yeah. influences, wear them on their sleeves, and mix everything together. That's when you get your whole different sound, your whole different style. That's where you yeah. get rock and roll from the fifties to involved to the British invasion in the sixties to some more to the birth of heavy metal with with Black Sabbath. Then you get to the seventies yeah. with Led Zeppelin. You get to math rock with Rush. Totally. You get to hair metal in the eighties. You get to the punk rock going. <laughs> heavy in the 70s and 80s as well grunge new metal uh butt rock even <laughs> metal metal yeah. we're going nuts uh like there's so much that goes on there and there's so much that intertwines pop punk even there's so much that just intertwines where you know you wear your influence on your sleeve and you mix them up because they're your influences with your ideas and then you create this own new thing and especially yeah, for what sure. you guys wrote it was the song irish goodbye which really kind of stood out to me specifically <laughs> because i'm listening through it and i'm like this is the first I, one yeah, I'm picking up on a lot of these like Blink 182 kind of styles and feels in there, but then I'm picking up on these ideas of, like because personally I love rock and metal. That's really where I sit, like sit in, but I always have this affiliation for Irish music. I always <laughs> have had it. So bands like Dropkick Murphys and Flogging Molly are definitely yeah. up my alley, but Gaelic Storm is another one of those. And I'm like, <laughs> so they're mixing the emotions of like the Blink 182 song, the flow, and everything around there with their own style. But a song called Irish Goodbye, and now you're throwing in some of these different styles and, and signatures and just ideas that sound like they may have came from like a Gaelic Storm song that gets put in here. I'm like, Blink-182 <laughs> meets Gaelic Storm meets pop rock in influence. Like, how does this all work out? And it was it was a song that really brought me a smile to me on this album. This was the that's one that cool. got me over every other one was Irish. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. It's so funny too. Yeah. Like she, uh, Kelly's family, like, you know, the, she's, she's part Irish, you know, yeah. and, uh, we got, we got to spend a little time over there once. Cause, uh, we ended a tour there and had this great idea. We're like, Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna rent a car. Just drive, drive around Ireland for seven days. Take a vacation. Yeah, you know what it's like to drive on the wrong side of the road in Ireland when you've never done Not it before? Good. <laughs> like a manual transmission. And, and the thing is and- the, the, like stick shift is in the same position. Like the gears are yeah, in the same the gas position. Gas and your brake are correct, but then this is wrong. But the, so it's the like wrong going, side. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, so I ended up hitting a couple side view mirrors. I, I mean, it was this whole thing. Um, <laughs> but like, we love the feeling of being there and yeah. how how funny and quirky and sweet and magical that place. Well, is. and how musical the pubs are. And it, it's just. I love it there. Yeah, Kelly loves it there. We yeah. we, we just love that trip. It's just like it's a magical fairyland. Um, but also the hardest rhythm for me to play because there's nothing about me that's Irish. Yeah, he hates that rhythm. But every <laughs> album, dunk, I pretty dunk, much dunk, make him dunk, do like that offbeat. I mean, it's you know, like ska music is the same way. Mm-hmm. It has like that offbeat thing. It yeah, ain't in me, man. Yeah. So I have to, I have to 
um, I had to struggle through that one. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for struggling through it, but it makes me feel if you're struggling through it, darn! Remember to hear that one played live. Oh, if not, if uh, not, no, 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 no. We'll, we probably will. Like we we have some songs like that uh, that stand out. Like uh, "Get Weird" is like that too. Yeah, "Get Weird." Um, but "Kiss yeah. Me Kill Me." I like it once we're going. I can do it with a drummer. I just can't do it by myself. Okay. Like if there's if if there's a drummer, then then that's fine. I can lock in like a no couple problem. beers and on stage. So you're good. Like a normal Irish person. <laughs> yeah. But it's got to be Irish beer, though. So it's got to be like uh, Guinness. Guinness, Killian's, just something <laughs> yeah. like that. It's got to <laughs> yeah, have yeah, that yeah. flair to it. Or just, whiskey. Yeah. yeah. Just a bottle yeah. of Jameson right next to the stage. Like, what is just, this for? That's it. This is for Irish goodbye. We need this to be ready for that song. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, and then we're getting Irish goodbye. Seriously. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, end, just, just like end the song and just literally walk out of the venue <laughs> with, with guitars and everything. And all of a sudden, it's just, where'd they go? <laughs> oh shoot they really took it to a different level that'd be really that'd be a great closing song yeah, you're right yeah maybe we should do that in january that would be hilarious not a bad idea yeah we're talking we're talking about dates for january we can't we can't help it we have to book things out so far ahead now that it's like you know we're talking about next year already it's kind of nuts yeah um yeah band band talk well one more th one more question before we wrap this up is when it comes to you guys booking shows i mean i, I know you're looking it's you're trying to book shows for january book shows for next year maybe irish irish could buy those shows at the end of the set <laughs> my question is is not necessarily like exactly where but like what areas are you looking to tour in with those shows um so typically like we end up doing the midwest in march yeah and and in some ways we have to now now that we're parents we have to work around the kids like spring break spring break yeah. um so we'll probably be in the midwest in march and then we we break everything up now so instead of doing one long u.s tour it's like we'll do west coast all by itself usually in the summer because seattle and portland are awesome in like in the middle of the summer it's like it's beautiful up there yeah um uh, we just did uh we just did the northeast we do the northeast Twice. like uh, <laughs> like late like usually in the fall yeah. Um, but yeah. we hit Texas. We've been doing Texas in the summer the past few years and never again. No, I don't want to be, <laughs> so I don't want to be in Dallas. At 108 degrees. <laughs> uh, but we, we do Texas usually by itself because Texas, yeah. like, uh, Texas is always good for it. And then we'll probably head over to England. Um, and try we, this year. We do like every other year. Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah, we end up hitting pretty much everywhere in the U.S. Yeah. Um, uh, at some well, next point. week ish. We're, we're actually in the Southeast too. We're doing Florida yeah. up to Nashville. Atlanta, Nashville. Yeah. yeah. So it's always like five days, seven days or whatever. Fly in, fly out, bang out the shows. Um, No yeah, days so, off ever. Yeah. But uh, dude, we end up getting to see everyone at some point, you know? Well, I mean, my main reason for asking is that I know March, Midwest. Circle yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can even, forward. I mean, it will That's be for sure. like second or third week in March. We'll be in Wisconsin. Yeah, we're usually on tour right at St. Patrick's Day around St. Patty's. Yeah, so oh, then we have to play Irish Goodbye. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I have right. to have an Irish beer in my hand, watching you guys play yeah. and enjoying yeah. every step of the <laughs> and way. Then, and then we'll have a shot of Jameson after the set. Yeah. It'll be perfect. Oh Sounds boy, great. then you're gonna love how I wrap this bad boy up. So as we bring this podcast <laughs> conclusion, one thing I like to do is give my guests, which is both of you in this instance, a chance to whatever you want to say, plug or to plug, for whatever you want to promote. So the floor is yours. Uh, Jameson whiskey. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go see our, or go listen to our new record. It's yeah. everywhere. Um, you can honestly listen to it from front to back. 
Um, we he spent a long time sequencing. Oh yeah, sequence has to be perfect, man. There's this whole alchemy to the sequence. Um, but yeah, I, we 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 like to make albums that are album experiences. You know, where you can you can turn it on and just let it play from front to back and not get bored. Even feel, the A side, B side is feel good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we also we have a lyric video coming out for every song on the album. So if you yeah. go to our YouTube page, we'll be you know posting about one a week. Yep. Until they're all uh, out. We're all over every social media thing. It's like yeah. the Dolly Rots. Or if you just look up Dolly Rots, it's like a it's like a easy unique to Google. Word. So we're, we're Googleable. It'll like it'll all good. <laughs> and um and Kelly has a radio show yeah. on Sirius XM. I'm on channel uh, 21 Underground Garage five days a week every morning and then. Uh, I'm also on 721, which is the little Stevens coolest songs in the world, like 24 seven The sister station. So, but yeah, it's a, it's a great station. It's rock and roll from like the fifties through the Dolly Roths. And so. um, yeah, we got, uh, we're parents. We tour with our kids. Our kids yeah. come up on stage at the, uh, it's like a full vaudeville act. Yeah. They got a vaudeville act in the middle of the set. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's yo-yoing jokes. Yeah. Our, our daughter gets on the drums they're they're little so it's kind of fun yeah. and um yeah come out to a show you see us coming through we uh, hang out after the shows yeah until usually, the venue kicks we'll, us out we'll come say hi and uh and be ridiculous together that's a perfect way to wrap this up <laughs> so now i gotta top that by wrapping up with three things first things first the dolly rods brand new night owls is out now finding them online they are very easy to google they are google a bull but I'm gonna make it even easier on you and go personal Google on this one. So when you wanna find them on anywhere, YouTube, social media, where you can get some merch, where you can see them play live, where you can listen to music, go to the description of the podcast, which is find the Dolly Rots online. Links and labels for literally everything are there. I'm your own personal Google. There you Thanks go. You, uh, Kevin. Thanks, dude. <laughs> You're welcome. And I'll set for number two. And when you brought up, you know, after Irish Goodbye, after you come with the Midwest in March, you know, shot at Jameson. This is where I'm taking this. Whatever gets to the podcast that I enjoy of another podcast, I tend to make a certain promise way to say thank you for being in the podcast. And I want to make sure I support the band continually in the future. You both hit on this, so this is my promise to you. When I get to see perform live for the first time, of course, we're not gonna Irish goodbye it, but I will meet you at the bar for that shot of Jameson. And that first round, it's on me. Awesome. We're Perfect. In. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as long as it's not Malort. That's an easy way to get us to hang out. <laughs> it will it, it will not be Malort. I'm from Milwaukee, not Chicago. <laughs> no, 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 no. Please not Every Malort. time we're in Chicago. Not again. Never yeah, again. No, we're not doing that. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to go Jameson on this one because again, Perfect. Irish goodbye in March. Come on. It just fits. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And We're now it's time for number three. As I bring this podcast to the conclusion with the both of you, cannot say goodbye for a number of reasons. One, this is a lot of fun. I enjoyed talking with you both. And I'd love to be back on the podcast again in the future. Two, I'm making good on that promise. We'll see you play live. And that first round of Jameson is on me. So this is not goodbye, my friends. This is, I'll see you later. See you <laughs> later. Well, folks, in an interview with Kelly and Lewis from the band, the Dolly Rots. Now it's time for Kevin's final thoughts. So the big thing we kind of can take from this one is take a look at what they had talked about when it came to the risks that they had taken with their music. Yeah, moving out to LA when you do not have much money. Um, going out on Warp Tour and trying to do what they can, self-producing that one album, self-financing it, and do what they can to get as many people to listen to it, which ended up allowing them the chance to give their album to Joan Jett and get on like Blackheart Records. Like, how cool is that? But it's all about not necessarily taking those risks, but it's 
putting yourself in a position to have those great things happen. Yes, it can be risky. Yes, it can be terrifying. But if you're grounded and centered and you understand not only the upsides to that risk, but the downsides as well. And I want to stress not necessarily being afraid of the downsides, but understanding those downsides because life is not perfect. Life is not going to hand you everything in a silver platter. But by taking those risks and putting yourself potentially in a comfortable situation, for what you want to go after, it essentially forces you to succeed because now you have an incentive more to succeed than you did beforehand. If you're playing it safe and you have the ability to fall back on something, you know, when things aren't going as well, you have a comfort blanket to kind of go back to. Of course, it all depends upon how your risk aversion is. Are you risky? Are you more risk averse? Where do you lie on the spectrum? I mean, myself, I I mean, I'm, I'm creative. I'm doing podcasts. I've done over 450 of these episodes and still going. I still have to work a full-time job to support this stuff, but maybe I'm not being risky enough with it. So even I'm thinking about that as well. It's an eye-opener of an episode, really, when you think about it. And I'm glad I had this conversation with them because- you see what's happened where they took it and ran with it. I mean, they're married. They have kids. They're a family. They have to support them as well, continue on. And they're still making it happen. They make it work because it's for their passion, for the love of it. And man, I resonate with that holy. So thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Luz. When it comes to find the Dolly Rots online, when it comes to listening to Night Owls, when it comes to find them in a live show, go script to the podcast. We are your own personal Google for this, where it says find the Dolly Rots online. The link's labels for everything down there for them. So go and check it out. Also, be sure to check out us on social media at the Core Progression Podcast. Chord Progression Podcast. I know I messed that up. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram links below, as well as hit that subscribe button right down here. New episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday and a fun Friday reaction video for you. On top of that, if you're on Spotify, podcast, iHeartRadio, or Amazon, hit that follow button, that subscribe button. The episodes that come out every Tuesday and Thursday are coming your way no matter what. And hit that like button on the episode as well, right down here or wherever it is in the audio side of things. Help push the algorithm, help us get to more people to know about great rock and metal music. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Lewis. That's for you guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Card Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I am every single one. So big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all!